Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is April 15th, 2019. For most of the United States, April 15th is a day when annual tax returns are due. And every year at around this time, the Tax Foundation announces Tax Freedom Day. The idea behind Tax Freedom Day is to recognize that every year a sizable chunk of Americans' income goes to pay federal, state, and local taxes. In 2019, the Tax Foundation estimates that this comes to 29% of national income, so that metaphorically all the income earned by Americans until April 16th goes to pay taxes, while they only get to keep income earned from April 17th onwards. In the year 1900, Tax Freedom Day occurred on January 22nd. Since then, the growth of government activities has pushed pushed the date later and later. In 2000, the date hit its latest ever at May 1st, but has since drifted down and with the passage of the 2017 Tax Act has drifted further back from April 21st in 2017 to April 16th in 2019. This calculation serves as a useful reminder about the importance of spending public money wisely. Every dollar taxed is a dollar that an individual or a company could have spent themselves. Voters should constantly ask whether the country is better off when the government taxes and spends that dollar. However, with all the focus on taxes this week, it's worth considering a different day, which could perhaps be called Federal Credit Card Day. Federal Credit Card Day is a day in the year beyond which all federal government spending is borrowed, that is to say, put on the national credit card. Of course, economic conditions can shift the timing of Federal Credit Card Day. In 2000, at the peak of the business cycle, the federal government ran a budget surplus and there was no net federal borrowing. Conversely, in the height of the Great Recession, Federal Credit Card Day drifted back into August, with revenues covering only about 60% of federal spending. In 2015, federal revenues funded just over 87% of federal spending, placing the date at November 14th. Since then, despite a strengthening economy, federal credit card day has drifted earlier in the year. Last year was October 16th. This year, with federal revenues expected to cover just 77% of spending, it is estimated to fall on October 8th. The most troubling aspect of this are timing and attitudes. In 2019, the U.S. economy is close to a 50-year low in unemployment. If this is not a cyclical peak, it is at least a cyclical plateau. If even at the best of times we are barely covering three-quarters of our spending, how will we fare in times of adversity? Equally seriously, the public seems not to care about deficits, allowing politicians of the right and the left to promise lower taxes and higher spending, while barely paying lip service on how to cover the cost of their plans. That's something to think about in the week ahead as investors consider how much higher stocks can go, given that the S&P 500 has already risen 16% so far this year, and is now trading at a forward PE of 16.8 times. Economic data due out this week should be relatively reassuring, with gains expected in both regional manufacturing surveys for April and industrial production for March. In addition, steady international trade data for February, along with gains in both retail sales and housing starts for March, should support other recent evidence that the economy maintained a roughly 2% growth pace in the first quarter. Earnings data could also be soothing, with 49 S&P 500 companies due to report. While analysts expecting a decline in year-over-year operating earnings per share at the start of the quarter, companies reporting so far have exceeded expectations at a better pace than usual, holding out hope of a small gain in first quarter earnings 
followed by something slightly better later in the year. Of course, the expectation of small single-digit gains in both real output and earnings hardly seems to justify either the overall level of equity valuations or the pace of stock market gains so far in 2019. However, as has been the case for most of this long bull market, the counter-argument is, what else are you going to do with your money? As of Friday, the the yield on a three-month Treasury bill was 2.44%, and the yield on a 10-year Treasury bond was 2.56%. With core CPI inflation running at 2.04% year-over-year in March, the real yield on Treasury securities is far below historical averages. In addition, the earnings yield on stocks remains well above the yield on BAA corporate bonds, making stocks look attractive relative to corporate debt. Still, for investors, this is a time for caution rather than euphoria. Some worry that with the rising government debt, a day of reckoning in the biblical sense is at hand. This is probably too alarmist, as there is little sign yet that the world's lenders are getting tired of U.S. treasuries. However, for investors, it's important to recognize that unconstrained deficits could eventually boost interest rates, inflation, and taxes while undermining investor confidence. This suggests a long-term need for greater awareness of the tax efficiency of investment strategies, as well as a focus on real assets, international investments, and more defensive U.S. equities, as the danger of a credit card fiscal policy continue to grow. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.